We had the longest intro in our last episode where we went through every <laughs> every song on Olivia Rodrigo's Sour. And I don't even think we need an intro for this episode. No, we, we really don't need an intro. That was like, I think it was like a full 15 minutes intro before we actually got the guest. So we... Before we brought poor Olivia in and she's like, yeah. what is going on? Exactly. So I feel as though we should just honestly get into this episode instead of yes. <laughs> wasting any more time. Um, a few weeks ago, we obviously had Lindsay Pierce on who uh, played a very secretive character. We didn't know too much about her. But I feel as though who we have today played an even more secretive character (laughs) on the hit Fox TV series Glee. There for every single season, just lurking in the background. We don't know (laughs) anything about him beyond that he knows exactly, he can read minds with the hit it. He knows exactly what song. (laughs) Please welcome our Gleek of the Week this week, who played a band member, John Locke. Hi, guys. Hey, thanks Thanks. for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is fun. So we just have some questions about who the hell was that character? (laughs) The drummer. (laughs) Who was that? (laughs) Yeah, the character is still still a mystery to me sometimes, too. So were you given a name or you were just drummer? There were names that there were names that that floated around every now and then that were kind of just thrown into the script. Um, You know, I think we were always like an ominous just kind of piece of the story. So there was never really anything for us that was kind of concrete or backstory given wise. But I think the writers really had fun with just kind of using us as props and throwing names in there every now and then to kind of hint. I think it was like an Easter egg that everybody kind of had fun with. Um, and it was yeah. kind of an inside joke as well, too, is, oh, look, who's here today? Everybody's the band's here today. And it was just kind of one of those things where even on set, like, <laughs> Yeah. Hey guys, we're here. We just kind of show up out of nowhere. And, um, you know, uh, there was never really a name given for the character. I think there was like Chaplips McGee one time or uh, Johnny Tromboner. Uh, yeah. there, there was just like a bunch of different random names that were thrown in, but nothing concrete. And those are both obviously birth names. Um, yeah, my parents Johnny. my parents jumped between Johnny Tromboner and uh, and Chaplips McGee for sure. Yeah, that was, yeah. Wow. But I ended up with just my name, John Locke, so. <laughs> what a devastating home life that we were deprived of seeing on the yeah. show. Yeah. When you were brought onto the show, how was it pitched to you? Like, did you know you were going to be filmed huh. as part of this group? Uh, fun story, I... Uh, I moved to LA to do music and I went to a music school. Um, I came out here to write and produce music, which I'm still doing. And I got an email from the school one day saying that they were casting musicians for a a pilot for a TV show. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, you know, I was like, all right, like, (laughs) let's just do it. You know, you, I got an email, I sent in a headshot and I actually got cast from the headshot. You know, I grew up playing drums when I started playing when I was five and I told them that and uh, they thought I looked like a child, which I did in that headshot. Oh my gosh, I saw the headshot recently, <laughs> and I was like, I look like I was fourteen still. Um, yeah, I, I got cast pretty much just from an email, uh, cold email, no follow up, no audition, no nada. Uh, we shot the pilot. Wow. We shot the pilot, and after that, the casting director told me that the series got picked up, and I was, what does that mean? And she's yeah. like, you're going to yeah. be, you're going to be working a lot more. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I thought nothing of it. So, 
Uh, you know, making it in LA, I always tell people it takes a lot of hard work. You have to be very driven, but also really lucky. And I was really lucky that I got that email and that I responded to it. So it was not pitched to me. Nothing was pitched to me. It just came up. You come on the set and do they give you direction? Because your character sort of in the background, like was, didn't seem too happy to be there. Sometimes there are like some compilation videos going around recently. I don't know if you've seen them. But yeah, they, like put together the the drummer in the background and he does not look too pleased the new directions. Yeah, you know, that was uh I think the one person that had the most fun with it was a director named Eric Stoltz. Uh mm-hmm. Eric Stoltz, who I still talk to every now and then, and Brad Beaker, who I still talk to as well. Uh Brad went on to do, you know, 911 and American Horror Story. Um and Eric's doing a bunch of different projects as well. But I think those two were the two directors that had the most fun using us, again, as kind of environmental props that could interact with the cast, but not in a way where we would give too much away. So there were definitely right. times where Eric Stoltz, I remember, would come by and just be like, John, just look really pissed. Just, yeah. you don't want to be here. <laughs> they treat you like a caged monkey. Like, you just look pissed. And yeah. we would just have fun with it, you know? Um, <laughs> there was never really any direction. We were kind of always separate from the main cast as far as storyline and everything. We never really interacted with what was going on in the script and what was going on in the character's story arcs. We were just mostly there just kind of performing. And I think, especially with Brad, who played the piano, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was also one of those people who would interact in in weird ways. And it just, it was kind of fun. It just played and worked. Yeah. It's so funny to just like watch you in the background, just like this is the worst moment of your life. But there was, <laughs> yeah. they also pointed out this, I have to send you this video. Have you seen this video of like the compilation of the band members? from? Glee? I've seen a few of the videos. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I've seen a few yeah. of them. But they pointed out that your character in particular loves whenever Mercedes sang Amber Riley. Um, well, <laughs> you, honestly, that's... that's because I just love Amber Riley. And I, I think... <laughs> After a while, I personally, I, I was on the show from the pilot to the final episode. So I, yeah. I kind of, not in my head, but I kind of grew as like the characters grew in like a, well, usually for this character, I can't stand them. And so it just kind of naturally kept growing in that way. So subconsciously, I think I was just, oh, someone's singing. I think I just naturally kind of felt into a role where I was like, well, this drummer really does not like this person and I can't stand yeah. it when they're performing. So I think it was just something that over time, you know, it just kind of grew and it, it wasn't anything where I was directed to be like, hey, you hate this yeah. person or you enjoy, you know, Amber. but I mean, who doesn't love Amber Riley? So of course, yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> when, because they must do like multiple takes for the songs. Are you playing your instrument every single time? Every single take. Yeah. Well, um, so everybody, all the musicians that played on the show grew up and were trained in playing those instruments. They never cast anyone that didn't professionally play those instruments. Uh, Scott Henson played bass. Derek Nelson played guitar. Like, ge- like genuinely, all super talented musicians. And we would mm-hmm. actually have to play back. Our casting director, she was from a music background. So she would watch and make sure that we were actually playing the right notes, the right rhythm. Um, nothing was plugged in. It was always to playback. We never played live, but we would actually be playing live. It would just be the guitars wouldn't be amped up. The bass wouldn't be amped up. My drums were muted so you could hear them. They were loud, which is why the music was always loud when we performed. But I, I, nothing was ever recorded back live, uh, just because it would be damn near impossible. Uh, to get that and a good take. So, um, speaking of the performances, you were obviously there for, I would say like a 
a good 75% of the performances, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I still have all of the, it's weird on my, on my, on my laptop. I still have in my iTunes, the entire playlist of every song they ever sent me. That was like yeah. the wow. pre, the pre final version, which I think is pretty cool. I think the longest days that we were there were really anytime it was a big, like regional sectional performance, mm-hmm. anything that was a big auditorium or anything like that was always long days. We're talking 16 hour days. Um, wow. You know, you get there at 6 a.m. and you're leaving midnight. It, it was just crazy long days. And uh, speaking of the competitions, you and a few of the other band members actually were included yeah. in one of the competitions, uh, <laughs> season three sectionals. How yeah. was that to actually be brought forward in that way? Again, you know, uh, <laughs> I didn't know. We didn't know what was going to happen. I think the writers just were having fun with it. Um, yeah. And they... <laughs> I just remember being told that, hey, you're going to be doing rehearsals next week because you guys are going to be singing and dancing. And Scott and I were both like, what? Uh, wait, what's happening? So um, and then we read the script and we we're like, oh, nice. Cool. OK, so we have choreography now, which, you know, we would always just get the songs usually the night before um, yeah. or, you know, a couple nights before because they would finish up the arrangement. It was a very tedious show like everything was very tight and orderly and you know there was deadlines where we'd be getting songs late at night and have to learn them for the next morning um and so doing choreography and having to learn what lyrics you're singing and all this stuff within like two or three days we were like we've never done this before this is new so that was a great like week or two of filming usually episodes were like seven to ten days long to shoot and that was a fun week because you know we had been on the show for so long that finally we were, we were doing something different and it was kind of a nice change so that was a that was a blast and then you also became close with some of the because you're in the same room every single day with the yeah. main pass and I saw online that you had worked on Leah's album and mm-hmm. Naya's album. Yeah. How did that spark? Yeah, I mean, um, having come out here, like I said, for music originally was always going to be my passion. You know, even being on set, you know, I'd be working on music while I was there. And it's my creative side that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, when you're around these people, it's literally a family. Any any TV show and movie set, you know, you, you're around these people more than you are your real family. And you just, yeah. you, you create friendships and you create, you know, relationships with people and it just kind of naturally forms. Um, and so I think everybody was pretty close and uh, kind of knew we, what each other did outside of, of that place. And, and so, yeah, I ended up working with, with Leah and Naya on, on their projects and uh, doing some music with them. And it was, it was kind of cool to step outside yeah. of the Paramount lot and, and do something creative with people that I did something creative with in a different sense. So it was really sure really unique and, and kind of fun to do. That's super cool. And we yeah. also found, I don't know if you recall this, but you had, <laughs> we found on the Glee Wiki. I don't know if you're familiar with that territory. It's a found. deep, it's a deep territory, I feel like. So I'm not too familiar with it. It's just when people bring it up or send me things, I'm like, oh, I, I forgot that even happened. Yeah. Glee Wiki, <laughs> Glee Wiki said that like your character wore sweaters, but you didn't like sweaters. They have crazy facts. It's just... My character didn't like sweaters, or I personally listen. There are some days where it is hot, and you're and listen personally. And and the wardrobe department had I. There was one of the wardrobe people would just pick the worst sweaters for me on purpose and put me yeah. in the itchiest like wool sweaters that you know when you're playing and you're drumming and you're moving, it's just like rubbing on your skin. 
And so, yeah, it looked like I probably didn't like the sweaters because, yes, I hated the sweaters. So storyline. Yeah. Storyline is my mom made me wear those pretty much. So, yeah, I, that's that's all we had in, in the household were itchy, wooly sweaters. They were very uncomfortable. Yeah. The same mother that named you that very unfortunate name. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, but we also found that you had put together a Trouty Mouth remix yeah 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 that was oh my gosh i don't even remember when that was that had been man 2009 2010 something like that mm-hmm. so long ago so cord i remember the you know the one of the first uh, first couple episodes he was in and, and that name coming up and that song happening and i had known cord before from similar friend circles in la and we had met a few times and and so i told him i was, I was just like you know, I, everyone was making jokes about that and people were hitting me up about it and people had known that I'd done remixes of other songs. So I was like, why not? I was like, all right, cool. Let's play around with this. Let's give, uh, you know, the fam, you know, the fans a little bit of something. And I, I was just, so I just good. did, I think I actually did it on set one day and just posted it up and I don't even remember what, it's been, I haven't even heard that in so long. I'm gonna have to no, go back and listen so to funny. it. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back and revamp it and like, you know, yes. bring it, bring it, bring Yeah, yeah, 2.0. I love it. It's so we just listened to it before you hopped on. And it's so funny. The fact that like, it's, it's not it gotta like, be so silly. It's just not it's not even just this song. It's like Santana going up asking Mr. Shu to sing this song. Yeah, it's, it's the like, whole thing. It's the whole scene. Yeah, I don't even know how I got that audio. I don't even know. I feel like back then screen recording wasn't a thing on your phone. So I don't know yeah. how I did that. It's <laughs> I don't remember. I do not I, remember how I did it. But I'm glad that we have it. It is, it yeah. is so a relic. Good. Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully Fox doesn't find out how I got it because, you know, you know, it is their property, whatever. <laughs> okay, so you talked about the craziest performances, the the competitions. Was there an absolute favorite performance of yours that that you recall from the show? Man, that's hard because there are so many, so many performances. I'm going to have to kind of sell out and just say the first performance. And the reason why I say the first performance uh, for Don't Stop Believing, which... By the way, I, I can't ever listen to that song ever again. You know, it comes on and just it, it's an immediate nightmare for me because I've heard it so many times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the reason why I say the first performance was because it was something it was so memorable for me. And I actually remember that day more than I remember any of the other days because it was the first time I had done something I'd never done before on such a big scale. You kind of just get dropped into it. And I, I really think that that day in particular, I don't really remember any other day as well as I do that one. So the first one where we do Don't Stop Believing in, in the pilot yeah. episode is, is definitely my probably my favorite. Yeah, and you were there from the very beginning until yeah. the very, very yeah. end. Yeah, <laughs> very, very end. Yeah, it's it's kind of a crazy, crazy run. I there were plenty of times where I thought, well, I'm not coming back. And there's plenty of times where I was like, well, that was fun, guys. And then yeah. the next season, they're like, oh, we need you back. I'm like, OK, I'm starting to look a little old. And then the final season where <laughs> we're graduated and we come back, I was like, well, I wasn't expecting to see everybody again. OK, this is cool. Yeah. And it was kind of fun. You came back for like uh, a dream, a nightmare that Rachel was having where you yes. were like dressed up like William Shakespeare or something. Yes, that was a fun day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never had. I, I think between William uh, William Shakespeare and the Holland Oates makeup, where I had a full mustache and like seventies curl, <laughs> and those that, those two were fun. the The graduation episode and performance was pretty fun as well too, because that day actually felt like it was the last time we were all going to see each other. Because I thought after you know technically the first round of graduations, we wouldn't be coming back. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apparently we kept coming back, which is go figure. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> so we have six songs to get through today. Let's the do it. That we have with you. We're projecting first episode classic. We've already had Don't Stop Believing. So thank you. Is... Thank you for not pulling that on me today. <laughs> Although there are like three other versions of it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I do DJ a lot. And that's one song that I try to avoid as much as possible because anytime it it comes on, I immediately, my hands start moving because we've played that song so many times. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's embedded in my brain. I do have our first (laughs) song. It is, again, not Don't Stop Believing, thank God. But um, it is a season two (laughs) premiere song. Here we go. All right. Kiss today, goodbye. The sweetness and the sorrow. Wish me luck the same to you. But I can't regret. What I did for love What I did for love Look, my eyes are dry The gift was ours to borrow Oh, it's as if we What I did for love, what I did for love Gone, love is never gone As we travel on Love's what we'll remember for love rachel (laughs) season two i think it's a good song i did forget what the context was at the very beginning so the context is uh they're trying to recruit new glee members um sunshine sunshine corazon is at the school and uh rachel sends her to a uh, not an active crack house. It's not a- a crack house. It was nonetheless. Okay, it was <laughs> right. not active, but it was still. It was still a. Crack it was house. still a crack house, and they did steal Sunshine's sheet yeah, music. Because I was watching this, and I was like, okay, this is a very good song. I think this is one of my top Rachel songs. However, 
I'm just like, this is like her just having a bad day after everybody's mad at her for sending. Everybody's mad at her because Sunshine goes to Vocal Adrenaline now. Yeah. So now they have even bigger competition. They thought that Jesse St. James was gone. Yeah. But now they've got Sunshine. Sunshine. John, what are you thinking about this performance of What I Did for Love? I mean, she shot herself in the foot. So what do you, you, I mean, you know, like you can't be sad when you, you you did something and, you know, it's supposed to make everyone feel sad for you, but you kind of brought it on your own. So, yeah, I also, I mean, the best thing about this song is, is Kevin McHale's look from that. Oh, Kevin. Just (laughs) salty. And I love Kevin and just sitting there looking salty. God bless him. I think my favorite part of that performance, it was Rachel looking into the choir room it looks mm-hmm. as though she's almost not allowed into yeah. the choir room yeah like she's banned yeah. yeah she's singing and like she's like let me in i'm singing a solo remember when i used to do that you guys <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean i just want to point out again how does rachel get from one point to the next yeah. while still saying, singing the same song exactly. she's got a teleportation device and i'd like to see it yeah she speed she speed walks in the hallways. You never saw that BTS outtake. She speed walks, like straight power walk, just like hips oh moving. And still, yeah. And I I love her just like fully just like belting a solo in this crowded hallway, like during school. During yeah. school, I I wish just once somebody would just have turned around and just been like, "Hey, no, stop, Enough. no." <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I think this. I think this might go through. It could absolutely get worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a slow start to the episode, but it's a good song nonetheless. We have a season one song. Oh. <laughs> Even when there's no one sitting there But a chair is not a house And a house is not a home When there's no one there To hold you tight And no one there You still a room even when there's nothing there but gloom but a room is not a house and a house is not a home when the two of us are far apart and one of us has a broken face appear but it's just a crazy game and when it ends it ends in tears so darling 
have a heart Don't let one mistake keep us apart Well, I'm not meant to live alone Turn this house into a home When I climb the stair and turn the key Oh, please be there Still in love with me House is not at home. I mean... Kurt. Come on, Chris. He's he's so good, man. He's so good. <laughs> this is it's just very classic Glee season one. Everybody's having their own internal dialogue and internal yeah. interpretation mm-hmm. of the song. Kurt is singing to Finn because this is a whole season one storyline that I'd completely forgotten about. Like once Blaine comes into the picture, it's all <laughs> Kurt and Blaine forever for me i forget that i forget kurt's storyline from the first entire season and kurt has a crush on finn Mm -hmm. and he's singing this song to finn because i think it's around the time that finn moves into kurt's house because their parents are dating Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and kurt's singing to finn finn is singing to his dad who has passed Mm -hmm. and then will schuster is having internal dialogue. I think he's going through his divorce yeah, with Terry. Yeah. And then people look to Artie for some reason. I one thing about this pairing of the songs, I think it's Rachel's worst thing that she's done and I think it's also Kurt's worst thing that he did where he set up his dad with Finn's mom just to like what? What was the end game here? Like sleepover. Yeah. Sleepover. <laughs> yeah, no. Permanent sleepover. A permanent sleepover. I hate this. Kurt and Rachel, I cannot sympathize at all with you in either of these scenarios. <laughs> these are mess. You know, I wouldn't say it's his worst. I can't think of what his worst is because I feel like it's a genuine feeling that he was going through mm-hmm. and expressing it. You could tell that it was expressed in a genuine way. So I don't think it was mal- like it felt malicious. It was more so him trying to figure out and work through his feelings yeah. and express them in a certain way. So I don't think it's the worst. I would still put Rachel's performance lower because that was just like you did that upon yourself and yeah. then you're crying yeah. outside of a door. This is more so like I'm trying to express how I feel and work through something. So I can't really put it on him as, as like a as a bad thing. So are we ready to place our vote? What I did for love versus a house is not a home. Do you know okay. who you're voting for? I do. Not me. Okay, John. You do? Start us off. Okay, you start. I do. I mean, a house is not a home. House is not a home. Allison? Oh, God, come back to me. Andrew, you go I first. Know. I want to see where your heart lies. I'm I'm going with what I did for love. I like no! I, I like a chorus line and I mm-hmm. think, you know, you can sort of I don't know, like you separate the song from the crime that she was that she did. <laughs> from the crime. a little bit more I don't know. I'm okay. I'm going with a house is not a home. Okay. That's okay. Just, what I did for love is not my favorite Rachel solo. It's it's good. Uh-huh. It's it's Rachel. Yes. It's not the best. And okay. also, don't do that to Sunshine Corazon. Don't send them to a crack house. No. 
active or not no or not any crack house whatsoever um (laughs) okay going into our second competition of the episode okay also where is there a crack house in lima ohio i guess where is there not a crack house in lima (laughs) ohio and how and how does rachel berry know where the crack houses are (laughs) see why does rachel berry not how why exactly yeah (laughs) she's on some musical steroids and that's how she knows (laughs) our next song here illegal throat lozenges (laughs) (laughs) yeah um a season three song vocal adrenaline bringing it back to sunshine It's just it's you the the range is just it's up mm-hmm. it's up there the entire time. It's just that performance yeah. is that performance is fantastic. Well, I, I'm excited to see what you're gonna put that against. That's not fair. That's yeah, not fair I, for what you're about to do. But yeah, I mean Boogie Shoes, iconic. Alex Noel. This is our first unique song that we've mm-hmm. we've pulled so far. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see an Alex versus Amber just sing off. I, I've always mm-hmm always wanted to see that. I think they are two of the most gifted vocalists. The way Unique is brought into the show is just, it's crazy. Cause you thought like you couldn't get any more talented and then all of a sudden right. Alex, Alex just strolls in. It's just like, go. whoa. Whoa, okay. And the fact, yeah, <laughs> the fact that we never got an Amber Alex duet out of the series. <sighs> yeah. I always wanted that. I always wanted that. We got 42 Rachel solos, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we got Don't Stop Believing seven times. Seven times. <laughs> <sighs> but you know what? We love it. Yeah. I do like it. Unique. Great. Um, the context 
is Unique was not going to perform as Unique mm-hmm. because, and I want to call him Jesse Eisenberg, Jesse St. James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse St. James is the coach of Vocal Adrenaline at this point, and he says, no, no Unique in my show. Yeah. And Unique's like, I don't care. I forgot that was the context of that. Yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. trying to remember. I was like, why is he so upset? Why would you not want Unique on stage? And I was like, ah, oh, that's right. There are so many things that Jesse does that he just gets away with. Like marrying Rachel at the end of the series. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? What's up with that? I mean, no comment. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> that was not wedding. I That was not one wedding I DJed for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, we're thinking Boogie Shoes is going to go through. Let's see what it is up against. This is this is a good one. A season two one that I know you're featured in, John. This is oh, a good one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I will not be biased. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. medium our listeners will not have seen what we just saw but right young vulnerable high school love unsure you know anxiety all the yeah i mean okay so finn and rachel are singing finn's playing the drums at first and then you snatch away the the drumsticks and finish out the song (laughs) So, yeah, that was, uh, again, that was Eric Stoltz directed that episode. And uh, I rem- I remember him just being like, he hands you the sticks and just, John, just look pissed. Be like, you're, I'm here. <laughs> you summoned me to this room to play music. And then he's, you know, Corey and I always had, uh, I love Corey. He was, you know, we always joked about that stuff. And uh, he was like, I'm sorry, you're here. And I'm just taking over and you're just going to stand there. I was like, it's fine. You make my job easier. So, yeah. Um, but that was one thing, you know, he, it was always just like, just look pissed and stare at him as he walks away and look like, thanks. Thanks for just telling me when I'm allowed to play. Exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, those, the Glee kids just sort of like got away with in this performance as well. Rachel, like 
ruffles Brad's um, hair. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, okay, no shit. The band members hate you, you know? Yeah. Like, you're purposely fucking with them. Yeah. What what I wanted to always know, and I always joked around with, I always joked around with like Brad and, um, and a couple of the writers. I was always like, what, can we get some sort of backstory? Like, where are these kids? Why are they not in class? Right. Are they in band? Yeah. Were, they, were they in band? Did we get summoned from, is this after school or do, is this credit? Do I get extra credit? What's going, am I being paid? What's what's going on? Right. <laughs> I have no clue. What's yeah, Brad's deal? Like Brad's just always around. It's kind of creepy. Brad's just there. Yeah, where'd he come from? And like yeah. in, the, in the pilot episode, like Figgins gives Mr. Shu a, a very tight budget, which I don't believe would remotely cover the band members that were in that room for every no, it would, single it, scene. It wouldn't it wouldn't cover a single field trip. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you got no answers in regards None. to No, they never they never revealed that. Still a mystery to this day. I feel like there will be some sort of reunion or some sort of something in the future and will still pop up and it'll yeah. still never be solved or something. <laughs> I mean, I feel like somebody's heart is definitely about to get broken in this context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Finn and Rachel, Finn and Rachel, I think this is a time where they're okay. They're f- okay relationship wise. Right. You saying the show foreshadowed things? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit when Finn, like, kind of gives Rachel and I, like, hmm. what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Even though she gave nothing to go off of yeah. as to why he would give her a look like that, but he might have made a connection to something. I can't remember the context the con- of this. The context was that this was the duets episode in season two. And so this was Rachel and Finn rehearsing to perform. And so, of course, okay. when they show the rehearsal for a song, it's never actually going to. That's it. That's it. That's the only time we're going to see it. <laughs> Except for Don't Stop Believing. Um, we see that seven times. Yes. Uh, I also love. I also love the few times that the show broke in, just you know, straight in off the top of the show into a number where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. don't forget. Yeah, here we go. Don't forget. We sing on this show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but Rachel realizes during this performance that this is a very good song and that they would win this duets competition, and so. Oh, so she gets. Yeah. emotional and so she's just like i think we need to for the first time in the series maybe the only time in this series that rachel doesn't put herself first and says mm-hmm. you know we need to make sam and quinn win yeah. this competition which they do so that sam stays in the glee club right right yes uh-huh and so okay so they end up singing a very tactless song <sighs> yes a nun and a priest i believe yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep um, but when it comes down to the actual competition oh, at hand, I think this is a very, they offer two very different things. Mm-hmm. Does anybody want to start the vote? Go ahead, Andrew. You vote first. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Boogie Shoes. It's, it's just good. It's just, it's great. It's fun. It's Alex's debut number. Um, and it's just iconic. Alex didn't get enough songs on the show. I, I mean, I'm going to say Don't Go Breaking My Heart just because... I, and I say this every time, and I say this that I say this every time that there's other Alex solos that I will fight for. Pinball Wizard, I will fight mm-hmm. for that. I think Boogie Shoes is but better for me. But. Boogie Shoes, I mean, it's not it for me personally. Okay, John, personally. break the tie. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna have to go Boogie Shoes because I felt like it was the first time that Unique was just kind of front and center and. 
that performance is just it's so damn good i mean it's yeah. so good um don't go breaking my heart is cute but i feel like we get a lot of those cute play playful yeah. songs with with right. you know finn and rachel and i think just the first time that unique has kind of showed off and she's kind of fighting against you know being unique uh is kind of iconic in itself but true plus, and it's just so true. fun it's like they didn't do a like an empowering song they did boogie shoes which is just a fun like i'm gonna be myself and just have fun kind of yeah. song so yeah. boogie shoes done boogie shoes is going through <laughs> along with um wow with uh, a house is not a home amazing um for our final competition of the episode here is our oh first song of the last competition mm-hmm. yes all right blaine anderson time to change things up Last year was all about letting the seniors shine, but this year, it's your turn. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature Everybody wants to rule the world There's a rule where the light won't find you Holding hands while the walls come tumbling down When they do, I'll be right behind you So glad we've almost made it So sad they had to fade it Everybody wants to rule the world. Of course, part of the reason I'm doing all these extracurriculars is to fill my days now that Kurt's in New York. We talk and Skype and text as much as possible, but the only time we're really in sync is when we're hate watching Treme together. These songs go on forever. Why isn't there more Zydeco? I can't stand this indecision Married with a lack of vision Everybody wants to rule the Say that you'll never, 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 never need it One headline, why believe it? Everybody wants to rule the So I have I, two things. I, I one of my favorite things about, for some reason, that song just feel that performance feels so John Hughes Breakfast Club. Like the song is so it it's so you know just eighties and it's like the 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 talking over and the mm-hmm. um it just feels very fitting of like a John Hughes film, which it feels nostalgic in itself, even though it's part of the Glee trilogy, like family it's just feels like a whole other thing in itself like he could have his own spinoff of that character um and then they foreshadowed uh idea, idea. and then they foreshadowed <laughs> um COVID and sitting there zooming with your significant other that you can't see <laughs> watching oh. popcorn and netflix like i mean Ooh. come on which mm-hmm. if, if they would have said zoom i would have shut the Over. computer right now and ended the, i would have ended this conversation that's it yeah. <laughs> i'm gone yeah. Um, I think it's a good song. I think it's fun. I think it's like a, it's a throwaway for me. I don't know. It, okay. It's not, it's not uh, a good Blaine solo for me. You're wrong. Okay. You're wrong. Oh. You're wrong. Wow. Um, this. Ag- aggressive. 
(laughs) (laughs) This, I love this Blaine song. This is the Blaine solo that I will fight for. One of a few Blaine solos that I will fight for. Uh Um, I love it. Come on. Is it a solo? My mom loves this song. It feels like a montage. It feels like an 80s montage, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cute. It's still him singing the entire way through. It's just him. Yeah. It didn't feel. It, it doesn't feel like a performance. It just feels like him singing okay. and. Right. Yeah. You know. But let's see what's what it's up against because you know okay. it's another exactly. I feel I feel sorry for its competitor because I love that song. It's a great okay. song, and I mean, like I said, it feels good. Like I guess it feels like a John Hughes montage kind of moment, and it's very you know centered on one character which is nice but i don't know what's gonna be up against we have <laughs> this character's surprisingly only solo in the series oh what season season three do we have a guess oh god characters it... only solo the character main cast too season three mm-hmm oh would it... it's not heathers it's not heathers are we ready do it <laughs> oh my gosh Harry, oh man, this no—I remember boy, this one. Boy, crazy boy, <laughs> yeah. Get cool, boy. Got a rocket in your pocket. Keep coolly cool, boy. Don't get hot, cause man, you got some high times ahead. Take it slow, and daddy, yo, you can live it up and die in bed. Boy, boy, crazy boy. Stay loose, boy. Breeze it, buzz it, easy does it. Turn off the juice, boy. Go, man, go, but not like a yo-yo schoolboy. Just play it cool, boy. Real cool. saying that you remember being in this performance. I saw you in the back. Yes. What do you recall? Listen, I don't know if anybody knows this, but replaying jazz where it's the time signatures crazy all over the place. It's all about feel. Nothing's ever really on time. And as a drummer, you have to play on, like you have to match it perfectly. That was one of the hardest songs to play because it was just kind of all over the place. And I remember trying to pay attention to what I'm playing, but also being blown away by Harry's performance because he absolutely, when he went 
all out on every single take that day. I remember that, like, in between takes, he was getting fanned and patted down because he was just, yeah. He, he would do full takes and he was killing it. Um, yeah, I remember, I actually remember that day. Uh, and I remember getting that song the night before and being like, oh my gosh, all right. And just being up for like, you know, into the wee hours of the morning trying to like figure it out and memorize it as best as possible. So Harry's, Harry's an incredibly talented dude. Great guy too. This is our first West Side Story song. I think so, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm obsessed. I know I literally just said I will <laughs> fight for this Blaine solo, but I love every West Side Story song on this show. I think that for our final competition, we need to be all on the same page. We were battling the entire hour back well, and forth. Okay. So let me ask you on, on the guidelines of this, is it, are you in, are you detailing the entire performance or just the vocal performance? It, it is the performance at hand. It's the entirety, everything included. Right. So, the context, the singing, the dancing, yes. the music, everything. It's just the general vibe. The general vibe. I mean, what are you vibing with more, John? Cool or everybody wants to rule the world? Oh, cool, 100%, because the all-around performance is fantastic. I mean, yeah. that is that's, again, one of the first... I think that's his first solo in the entire series. Cool. Yeah. It's his only solo, yeah. He, do, he doesn't do another... He does, like, duets here and there. <laughs> right, right, but he doesn't do... And I think just seeing him kind of go all out and, again, the performance-wise... You know, everybody wants to rule the world. It's such a great song. Yes, I agree. Love the song. Uh, I love the feel of that. But performance-wise, I, I, you can't, you can't yeah. go against Cool. Yeah, if this was if this was something coming versus Cool, that's a Blaine solo that I would I'd be like, I don't think yeah, I can budge on this one. But yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, Mike big, Chang's only solo. Big so. Blaine supporter over there. I. <laughs> that's a common theme of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I love Blaine Warbler. Okay. <laughs> okay, so John, you're voting for Cool. Absolutely. I I'm going for I I like Everybody Wants to Rule the World as a song more, but I think when you're actually looking at the two performances and everything included. Cool is absolutely so much better. You got the football I, guys in there too, which is like, no, I don't understand context of you know. There's one. They, if you look from? at that, there is one football guy in there that is just absolutely bigger dude. He he's got big hair. He's just on the side. Yes. He's just killing it, like just going. Oh full yeah. Blown. <laughs> I, I don't remember who he was. I know he was a backup dancer, but he yeah, I, yeah. Well, he was just he was going for it. Oh, he was fully committed, and yet in this fully same committed. like in the same day slushying the glee kids like i yeah. just we yeah. saw you at the performance you loved it yeah yeah <laughs> um Allison. yeah i'm going cool as well okay cool yeah. Yeah. i do remember when all of the songs would be released two nights before yeah, on yeah, yeah. itunes and glee glee slash theater tumblr went insane with West Side with Story. Cool, Something's Coming, yeah. and One Hand, One Heart. I mean, the and the one that blows it out of the water, every single one of them, America by Naya. That was just uh, the best. Exactly. The best. And what's the song that Santana and Rachel sing together? A, a Boy Like That. A Boy Like That. Mm -hmm. Incredible. All of them. All of them, yeah. The entire West Side Story soundtrack. So um, just to recap our 
three winners are House is Not at Home, Boogie Shoes, and Cool, and our three losers, What I Did for Love, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, and Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I, that is so sad. I really saw some of those going to the next round. I, but... Yeah, I think the, the the losers this episode were still like good songs, but just, I don't just say, didn't I, have it. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think they're still great songs. I Again, I what you were saying, I think uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, it, it, I like that song better. But performance-wise, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think uh, Cool is just too cool. It's too cool. I know. It's too cool. Yeah. And I, I feel like when we compare the losers and pick the, I mean, we're picking the best song on Glee, so we must be picking the worst song on Glee. Right. I don't think any of the losers from this episode are in the running for. Oh no no no! The yeah. I don't think so either. They're still good, and I think if they were different opponents, I think all six of these songs would have went through. But yeah, like yeah, against like what does the fox say or Gangnam Style? What does the fox say? Gosh, that came through. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it. You know, if Oof. if it gets to the final, it's you know, what does the fox say versus Don't Stop Believing? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Wait, who's winning? Who's winning for that one? For the worst? For the worst? Yeah. Ooh, for Don't Stop Believing versus What Does the Fox Say? For your Glackett, John. Ooh. <laughs> I just, Don't Stop Believing is always going to be my least favorite song in the world because, like you said, seven performances. You played it. And think about this hearing that 16 hours times seven. You do that math. I wake up in the middle of the night just like, <laughs> Oh my God, who's here? Yeah. Yeah. Haunted. I will leave. I will leave a building or an establishment if that song is playing. If it's a restaurant and I'm having dinner, check. I'm out. Gone. Can't be there. Oh my God. I gotta go. Haunted. Deep rooted. Yeah, it's haunted. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, to wrap up every episode, uh, I like to ask every guest if Glee was still on today in 2021. What do you think, what do you want to see performed on Glee in 2021 and who's performing it? Man, I mean, there's so many songs in the past, uh, past year since it's been over. I mean, just obviously I think fitting Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo would be on the show like immediately. I mm-hmm. mean, the week mm-hmm. it came out, it would have been written into the script. Yeah. Um, and who would, would it be, be singing it? Same cast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. That's a hard one. I feel like it would be some sort of twisted. I feel like it would be somebody you wouldn't expect to sing that song. I don't know. I mean, that. I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I don't know who would sing it, but I, I would definitely see songs like that that kind of relate um, mm-hmm. into, you know, pop, you know, pop culture and, you know, and stuff like that. It's such a big song, but I don't, I couldn't think of who would sing that. Do you have any yeah. opinions? I mean, we have our differing opinions. Uh, Andrew says, "I say Marley. I think that it, it, like Melissa Benoist would have. That's very her sound. I feel, yeah, uh, and her character to just be sad about Jake uh, and everything, and just being like, oh, Kitty, you're with that blonde girl. But it could also work for Allison. Your guess. I I said." Artie is going to sing this song. I was going to say that, but I, you know, I kind of thought that that was like, a, I was like, I don't know. That might be a little. <laughs> no, my, my context is I had a completely different context when we talked about it two like two days ago. Was it another dream but sequence? Now that I've thought about it. Like another dream sequence? Maybe. 
a dream sequence or he's just sick of Artie's being sick sick of being driven everywhere yeah he's i want to have my independence i want to be able to drive and so maybe it's a dream sequence that he learns how to drive maybe it's in real life that he has this technology that can allow him to drive um it's Artie for me yeah. well i have one other i have one other song that just popped in my head okay and you know and i know who would sing it and I think it needs to, in fact, I think they should just get together and do it anyways. Um, <laughs> it would be the Amber and Alex duet finally, and yes. they would do WAP. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Think about that. Okay. <laughs> do we have, do we have a context that Glee would be singing WAP? <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. In fact, actually they could because they're now adults technically, you know, say, say it's a, a, a I don't know, everyone's doing reunion specials. Just do that. Yeah. And Amber and uh, and Alex performing WAP. So I mean, there were a number of songs on that show that really didn't have too much context. So I think it wouldn't be. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> it would. It would somehow. It would get worked in uh, somehow, some way in a, oh, a, a a family attire, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, a family friendly version of WAP. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I would love it. Um, thank you so much for being our Gleek of the Week, John. Where can people find you? on the internet, your socials. Yeah, uh, all over, all the socials are the John Locke. So T-H-E-J-O-H-N-L-O-C-K. Um, mm. Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, constantly putting on new music, working with a bunch of different artists and stuff. So I'm, I'm definitely on all the social platforms and out and about playing in LA and hopefully uh, other cities now that we're finally able to start moving around again soon, so. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. We hope to see you at one of your venues. That'll be super fun. Absolutely. You guys, you're in New York and where, where are you both at? Minneapolis. That's right. I do love the <laughs> Twin Cities, so I don't mind coming up there. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for being um, our Gleek of the Week, John. And thanks thank for having you, me, guys. everyone that has been listening. This has been Gleek of the Week, hosted by Andrew McGuire and Allison Dodge. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. I'm at Allison Dodge. And you can follow me at McGuyGuy, M-C-G-U-Y underscore G-U-Y. And you can even follow the show's page at Gleek of the Week Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Our theme song is mixed by Joe Graves. And the cover art was done by Elias Williams. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you'd like to be a Gleek of the Week, email us at Gleek Leak of the week pod at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on. <laughs> America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.